Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? We're live from the Aaron Booth at the Sherm National Show in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your host, Joel Cheeseman, flying solo as Chad is getting his tan on in Portugal. And we are well happy to welcome Josh Rock, TA manager at NUS. <laughs> Nuss Truck and Equipment. That's correct. How? Tell me your blue collar without telling me your blue collar. Nuss Truck and Equipment. Josh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Cheese. What's going on, man? Yeah, you're a longtime listener. I am. First time interviewee, so yeah. we're excited to have you on. Now, you are one of the magical unicorns <laughs> that have made the transition from vendor yep. to practitioner. Yep. Let's talk about the vendor side first, because you've had a long journey. Yeah. Go. I, I usually say I'm a recovering uh, HR vendor. Never really goes away from you. Do you ever recover? No, There's no 12-step no process for well, that, there, is there? there might be 12 steps. I'm drinking <laughs> lots of Mountain Dew, but we're, we're still working on the recovery part. Yeah, I, I started um, my career 16 years in advertising. Uh, worked with a company called JobDig in Minneapolis with Toby Dayton and crew. Uh-huh. Um, started Sasquatch. With, exactly. 12 employees doing print online. I helped bring radio, developed it into TV. Uh-huh. They created this thing called Fetcher, which became LinkUp, oh which is now God. Get Work by Adzuna. Fetcher. I mean, it just goes on and on. I mean, we've, we even did a, a white label of Cats 1 we called Job Dig Tracker. LinkUp is their site as well. Link Were you there is, for that? I was. Now, so they turned Fetcher into LinkUp. Okay. And then LinkUp became Get Work, which is now owned by Adzuna. Got it. So Toby, Toby Dayton exists. Let's Toby just get that. Toby still exists. Now, Toby exists. Now he's all on the, the, the jobs data side, you know, the labor force market data. And that's what they do. That's what Toby does now. Yeah, he's blogging. He's blogging. Now. Yeah, yeah he, he's still finding his way. Toby's a great guy. He just, you know, he's, he's evolving. I love Toby. I yeah. talked to him once in the, the aughts. And then I mysteriously got a bottle of Irish whiskey and a Sasquatch shirt about four years ago. <laughs> and that's, that's all I know of Toby Dayton. He's just showing you that he's still around. And now, that, now with VR, he will live forever yes. in some form or yes. fashion. I haven't seen him in forever. It's crazy. Is it true that he's part of the Target family and he's like super rich and just does this no. job thing for fun? I don't, I don't, I don't think he, he may be. I, I, I don't know if that lore is exactly accurate. Uh, but he is related to the Dayton family. I think uh, the former governor of the great state of Minnesota, Mark Dayton, is a like uncle or something, uh-huh. you know, to him. But yeah, yeah, there's some lineage there. Yeah, and another one of our favorite Minnesotans, Stephen Rothberg. Oh, uh, you've worked the, the with. Gopher, the Gopher fan that is Stephen Rothberg, who will not end talking about hockey in Canada because he's from Winnipeg. <laughs> is he a Jets fan? Yeah, I think he's a Jets fan. I, I can't confirm or deny that fact, but he will always hold or linger Canada hockey over anything else. So as you look at the industry now yeah. and what you came into, 
Is it night and day, or is it the more things change, the more they stay the same? No, it's completely different. I mean, granted, you're still going to have, you know, vendors, you know, trying to find, I mean, we're here at Sherm 23, where there's three football fields of vendors trying to get the attention of of non-buyers. Some have crazy podcasters. Some have crazy podcasters. To try to get attention. I've seen a few of you around here. Yeah. You and Tin Cup and Sherry over at the other company over here. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a bunch of you guys, but it's still the same thing where oftentimes the vendors are selling to non-buyers and they don't know how to get garner the attention. You know, and so when I was on that side, I always tried to make the buyer the angel. What is their problem? Give them the solution to sell whoever that needed to, you know, mm-hmm. sign the check and make them look good. It had nothing to do with my product or what I was offering or the solution. Yeah. It was making them look good because then they were all, they were in long term. And some of these guys, they're just looking for the quick transaction. That just doesn't work anymore. You know, so there is a bit of a change. And, you know, granted, we don't see the job boards like we used to. There's no, you know, Trump, the monster mascot here anymore. Not after the legal uh, issues with Donald Trump. Yes, yes, yes Trumpster yes. is no more. Yeah, Trumpster's uh, no we more. We both remember that. I mean, Indeed's here. There's no ZipRecruiter. Kind of. Well, they got a big booth. I don't know what they're doing. Well, the banner that hangs from the roof yeah, looks yeah. like they printed it out on, on their uh, HP printer That's at okay. the office somewhere. I mean, it, they, they took the cannon out this morning and, you know, printed a new one. Cause I'm made... only jealous of Indeed. That's why. That's fine. You can be, you can Our be podcast is better than theirs, though. Well, you know, when we talk about your podcast, let's go back to the intro where you're talking about, you know, punching HR in the throat. Yeah. Coming from a hockey guy, drop the freaking mitts. <laughs> I mean, we're, we got game five here tomorrow night. We Vegas do. Vegas versus Florida. I may still City go. City we'll could see. burn tomorrow. This, no, see, they're, they're, a po- they're a positive rioter here. Yeah. They're fun. They're not, you know, gophers winning the national championship and starting car fires after turning over cars. Um, the couches will be safe in, in Vegas tomorrow if they win the, the cup. Actually, of course, they just won it. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. there's... They're, just, it's just another day in Vegas where a pro team that just moved in wins another title. I actually have a photo from my job dig days where uh, a bunch of University of Minnesota students had one of our newspaper boxes lifted up and were throwing it into a fire during a national championship. Can ride. you explain newspaper box for the kids that are listening? <laughs> <laughs> There's this thing called print ads <laughs> where you each week call your account representative and change the content and put it in you know, tree turned paper that they colored and distributed to mass locations. Yes. And change the content means the date. <laughs> the date. <laughs> they, no. they, they may have reorganized the position listings from, you know, yeah. every nursing position in your organization. They maybe put the admin person first. Who knows? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Good times. Damn world. Um, Black and white. Sell it by the inch. Okay. So things have definitely changed. Definitely. And now you're on the buying side of the equation. What got you to take the leap? Into the into the light. Well, funny funny thing, because we're we're still talking about it to this day. It's a thing called layoffs. Oh, I was laid off, and there wasn't companies in you know the northern region of Minnesota that did what we did. And so I went to teach my customers what I was doing as a pract- or as a vendor, but as a practitioner. Yep. And I'm still doing it. So you know, it it's fun. I enjoy it. I love when these new salespeople from these companies that are here and others call me up, and they're like. Yeah, I want to sell you this. I'm like, you haven't even asked what my problem is, what I'm experiencing as a yeah. TA so, so let's start there. So yeah. a lot of vendors listen to our show. Yeah. They're doing that same thing. Give them some, some tips on how to approach a buyer. First thing, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I laugh because, one, when you, before you call a potential buyer, case them out. Go to their career page. Find out what, they're posted, what they've got posted. If, if you're calling for TA, a guy like me, mm-hmm. uh, go to their LinkedIn Find out what they're about. Find some 
connectivity between you and the buyer, whether it's Twitter, finding out they're a sports mm-hmm. fan or they like food, find some commonality between. But then when you open up the conversation, say, hey, you know what? Here's who I am. Here's who I represent. I want to know more about what your problem is today. Uh-huh. What are you experiencing? And then paint a vision about what your service will solve. But don't put it on you like you're, you know, God's gift. Say, hey, I want to make your job easier and be a partner, yeah. not just a vendor. Those are the ones that win. When those people call me, mm-hmm. they're the ones that get my time. The ones who say, I heard you on the Chad and Cheese podcast exactly. are definitely getting a blank check yes, from you yes. is what you're saying. Yes, they're, they're getting, they will get my time, attention, uh, maybe, you know, escalate to my leader for a potential, you know, conversation and a check. There you go. How many calls a day do you get um, on average? I don't get calls. I get emails. emails. I get emails saying, hey, come, you know, do our demo. You don't even know what I need. But yet you want me to join your demo. Waste my time for you to pitch your product when you don't know what I need. So is it safe to say if you actually got a call, it would, it would knock you out of your seat because somebody actually did the work to dial a phone? Yeah. I, when those people call me, I will take the call. Yeah. I will usually chew them up just a little bit. Sure. Just saying, I know. So how long have you been there? You know, tell me more about what you do. What's your product? Mm-hmm. Why, why should I buy from you and not your competitor, whatever, XYZ? Sure. And make the salesperson actually work for it. Uh-huh. Um, and then I'll usually let them know. I'm like, hey, did you look at my LinkedIn profile before you called me? Because, you know, I was you before you were you. Yeah. <laughs> I just make them stew just a little bit. You got to have a little bit of pain. Yeah. Because trust me, I'm going through pain when leaders are calling me asking why they don't have, you know, candidates for decent mechanics or what have you. But I want to find a partner, somebody who's in the trenches with me, not just sitting behind a screen. Yeah. Of the vendors here, yeah. who has impressed you? Who's an actual piece of shit? Like, <laughs> let's get let's get down to the nitty gritty. You know. One who mot- or who uh, I, did, I just I'll just gave it away. Um, the vendor who impresses me, uh, Motivosity. Motivosity. Yeah. I don't even know who they are. What do they do? They do rewards. They motivate and, you. They do rewards and recognition. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and what's different from what they do that impresses you? So for one, their co- their corporate culture. For one, first okay. thing, they're based out of Utah. They Why are do- they all based out of Utah? I don't know. That's weird. I, I, I don't. I don't get it. I don't think there's any companies here that are based out of Minneapolis uh, that I found anyway, but they don't work Sundays. So you come to National Sherm with 23,000 practitioners in the room and the expo starts on Sunday and you have nobody in your booth. That's saying something. You spent tens of thousands of dollars to be here and you don't staff your booth on a Sunday because your culture is that that's it. Was there something in the booth that said, sorry, we're not here. We take Sundays off for religious reasons. Yeah. Yeah, they post. There's a big sign in front of their booth. But moreover, I knew their. I know their platform. Yeah. I've seen it. I've demoed it. Their salesperson calls me. Her name's Kennedy. She's fantastic. But I'm like, I want to know what you've brought forth new that I haven't seen in the last year. Yep. So get your senior sales leader, and let's let's talk about it. And so, I can't give away what what's coming from them, but in my eyes, as a practitioner, and somebody who's in a in a somewhat retail space, it's a game changer. Yeah. Uh, I'm super excited about what they're going to do and how it can impact my service lines yep. and my people. Who else has impressed you, if anybody? Um, hmm. I, I stumbled across this company that I, I think you might know, Aaron. Oh, stop. Yeah. What a coincidence. I mean, what a coincidence. <laughs> One, I walked by actually yesterday and their staff actually engaged me and said, hey, Josh, I see you have influencer on your tag. Tell me more about what does influencer mean at Sherm 23? Okay. I'm like, they want to know more. They, they don't want to just sell me. They want to know more. So 
when we talked about earlier, but doing it right, they did it right. They and, stopped me uh, on the way through. And they have red ni- red Nikes on as well. I, I'm sure actually kind of jealous of the red Nikes. I'm rocking the white Adidas. Of course, um, you and I are old enough to remember the career builder Chuck Taylors yes. back in the day. I have orange Chucks. The orange Chucks. <laughs> I have orange Chucks because Job Dig was orange. That's your answer to why are you an influencer. Yeah. I have orange Chuck Taylors. Yeah. Any other companies, though, that have impressed you? Um, let me think. That says a mouthful. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I see a lot of the same stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. Nobody's really wowed me. I mean, yeah. I go from HR tech and seeing the triple wide booth of Paradox to a single stall yeah. with very little signage. Yeah. Um, that's kind of and telling. What, I see what does that tell you? They're not here to hit buyers. HR tech, they're, hit, they're there to hit buyers. Yeah. This isn't their. This isn't their. They're here to. They're here to say they were here. They were here. Okay. Yep. yep. So that's that's telling me something. I like Paradox. Um, great great organization. From what they do, obviously here we're seeing the spend differently than we saw. Yeah. In March at HR Tech yep. or at Unleash, excuse me, and last fall at HR Tech. Yep. Um, the spends are different. You know, we're seeing some maybe possible telltales on acquisitions. Okay. Should be interesting. Say to more see. about that. Any predictions? Um. I look at what Eightfold is spending, and I'm wondering where they're going to go. Um, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, yeah, it's just being on the outside, not being on the on the vendor side anymore. Yeah. Being but on the you have side. that perspective. Yeah, it's like, like you know what's coming. I'm like, what, what, what's going on here? But seeing some of the new companies, I mean, seeing uh, Siobhan from Rejig, she's fantastic. Yeah, and what they're doing, they're not here. I would have loved to see them here. Yeah, but we'll see them in Paris. At Unleash World, yeah, and HR Tech, but yeah, no, it's the money that's been spent in this in this vertical. Now we're in a cycle of non-buying. What's going to happen? It's kind of fun, and and you're not talking about NUS. You're no. talking about everything that you see. Yeah, on the vendor side. Do you do you is the term nuclear winter too strong? <laughs> I'm very close. serious yeah. about that. Yeah, it might be close. Really? Yeah. HR Tech for me last year was a telltale of who's spending and who's trying to make it an image to who's going to be acquiring or be acquired. Yeah. You know, and here it's, it's different, which is kind of fun. I get to see the different side of the perspective. Some companies are trying really hard. Some aren't trying very much, yep. um, but everybody's struggling at getting buyers. Yeah. I'm hearing it everywhere. We're seeing more layoffs. Yep. We're seeing people are switching. We're seeing the churn from vendor to vendor to vendor. And the tough part is, is as a practitioner, I don't know who's going to support me. The guy that I had, Managing my account at XYZ provider is now gone to somebody else. Now I got somebody else who I have to teach. Mm-hmm. That sucks. I mean, I may come from the Cal Ripken era of longevity, you know, and staying with one organization forever, uh-huh. but now we don't. Now we just see people moving to companies or spinning off their own, their oh, new tech startups. Yeah. It's kind so of fun. Keep, keeping your buyers educated on how the product works is yeah. a challenge for, for companies. Any, any dog shit you see here in the exhibit hall? I, you know, I, I don't see dog shit besides um, what the, some of the pet insurance companies because maybe they have some dogs at their booth side. <laughs> I feel bad for the, the people on the ends and people back by the meals who spent a lot of money to invest and they're not getting any traffic. I feel yeah. bad for those guys. I feel bad for their sales reps who are trying really hard and want that great experience of being here and get impact and they're not getting any. And then you have like the big company like Kroger who yeah. just has someone that's manning the booth, I guess. Kroger's exact, here? The grocery store? Kroger is here, yes. What? Yeah, they, are they handing out bread? Ramen the noodles? Bathroom, next to the bathroom. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll go back plug, there and get a thing of ramen noodles. On plug for Kroger, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Plug for Kroger. I want to talk about job postings yeah. because Indeed is here. You mentioned uh, 
geez, they might be the only job board of significance that's here. Job, oh, Talon is here, Talon.com. Yeah. How do you see Acquire's that? here. Who's here? Acquire. Acquire? Yeah. Okay. How do you see that space? Google for jobs, obviously. What is that? Okay. He, he rolls his eyes. <laughs> so we'll I, get there was to that. a great nonverbal there. But, but you know, programmatic, <laughs> yeah. indeed. Like, it's not just post on whatever and hope for the best. Yeah. How do, how do you see the, the job posting business? I mean, we're seeing, obviously, aggregation. Everybody's doing programmatic, um, geo-targeting, geo-fencing. And some people are, say they do it, and some of them really suck at it. Yeah. They're just... They're, Who sucks at it? My local radio stations and TV partners <laughs> that say they do it, and they don't know what I do uh-huh. and why I should be doing it. I have to tell them who I want to geo-fence and or target around. They don't okay. know it enough. They're just saying, hey, we do this. Great. Everybody can do this. I want people who do it well and position me the right way. Okay. Those are the ones I, I watch out for. You know, for us, you know, and, and on the blue collar sector, I don't care if you're going to post me all over LinkedIn. Because guess what? Diesel mechanics aren't on LinkedIn. Right. Shocking. <laughs> I want to put them on, you know, programmatic where I can geofence my competitor and inundate the living daylights out of it. So whenever they go onto their phones to look up a parts manual for yeah. working on a Peterbilt, which is our competitor, they see my stuff and they want to come work for me instead. Yeah. That's fine. But I still got to do some of this stuff. I still got to do the Indeeds and, you know, and at least have a presence, but I'm not going to spend a ton. Yeah. How's social media play into your recruiting efforts? I uh, love social media. Say, I'm more, all over say more about that. You know, we do a short apply. Um, we do um, preforms on LinkedIn or on Facebook yep. where candidates can just put their, inform- yeah. their phone number and all that. And while it's a lot of extra riffraff for me, I don't know what I don't know. And so I call them up genuinely interested of who they are where they want to work, what kind of career they want. Because even though they may say they want to be a diesel mechanic, mm-hmm. they don't have the qualifications or the skill set to do it. I can pivot them into a couple of different roles. Then through our tuition reimbursement program that we offer, get them schooled in diesel yeah. so they can become a mechanic and give them complete different career trajectory. So is your strategy more there's a job, learn more today, as opposed to we're going to karaoke and dance on social media, get your attention? Yeah. I'm going to profile my people. I'm going to show actual people who work in my organization and say, hey, if you want to do what these people do, call me. Yep. Let's talk about it. What's your take on the future of, of sourcing? My take is that LinkedIn has, has sort of won. Yeah. Um, the hiring solves, the high cues, the people that have sort of done this, they've either pivoted or, or gone out of business. But I want to hear your take on sourcing versus, you mentioned social media, and then, and then job posting. Where does sourcing fit in? You know, coming from healthcare prior to... Being at NUSP, and I was doing sourcing before that organization even knew, knew what sourcing really was. Yeah. They didn't have anybody doing it. I did full cycle. I would post my stuff out there. I'd go out there and look on state board lists for nurses and pharmacy techs and you name it. Nobody had done that at the organization. Yeah. And so it was crazy for them. They weren't even doing video interviewing for that matter, which was crazy. Now we all do it for, you know, pandemic. We've all had to. But sourcing is still important. We can still use great tools and technology to bring candidates mm-hmm. out and find them where we don't know that there are. You know these people as well as I do. Shannon Pritchett from Hire Easy. Sure. San- Shannon's a good friend of mine. Lovely um, person. Yeah, she's fantastic. But their technology bridges some of those gaps. So I don't have to have all the tools. Yeah. She can help. Their tool can help me build a string and make that easier. Talking about tools, uh, Jobcase has built itself as LinkedIn for everyone who's not on LinkedIn. It sounds like that's the kind of people that you're looking for. Has yeah. Jobcase been a tool, effective tool for you? I haven't gone to it yet. Because? I just haven't done it. 
Okay. Not it's just not not that I I have anything against it. I just haven't done it. I go more boots on the streets. I visit probably 30 school different schools a year. Yep. And I go right to the schools. I'm on the advisory board of just about every single one of them, telling them what makes candidates successful, talent successful in our organization later on, giving them the buying signals of what it takes to get a career with us, mm-hmm. and then visiting them often and cultivating a relationship. So people want to come from El Paso, Texas, Jacksonville, Florida, Lima, Ohio. Yep to somewhere in Minnesota. Importance of SMS to your recruiting. I love SMS. I'm constantly texting people. Um, I use, you know, since we're you know, talking vendors, I use Emissary. It's inexpensive. Now my, my current ATS provider, Dayforce Ceridian, has is bringing out SMS. I haven't used it yet, because yep. it's just coming out. It's supposed to be out third, fourth quarter. Who knows, they may delay it, it'll come out next year. It's how, kind of how it works. Yep. Um, but they're doing on a per text basis cost which kind of baffles me yeah seven cents a text okay i'd rather go subscription and not have to worry about what my bill could be yeah. at the end of the month yeah that's, you know that's a nice margin though that it could be <laughs> yeah depends on who who the backbone is for their is. well you know if they're if if it's directly in them or if they're using a partner which i believe they are some of that revenue could go to the partner and so that's why they do it. i'm like so i've advised them to maybe go to a subscription model yeah we'll see what they the do partner's probably twilio but anyway, yeah, probably. <laughs> let's go to AI. Yeah. Few companies here, not a ton. I thought there would be more chat GPT, obviously, writing jobs, letters to, to candidates. Cover letters, resumes. Companies that do that, companies here being disrupted. Give us your take on AI in the industry. You know, AI is obviously bigger in, in other areas. I'm going to see it more in technology, maybe in corporate America positions. I'm not likely going to see it in diesel. Yeah. Uh, I'm not likely going to see it in healthcare, at least practitioner side, nurses and stuff. They don't need to. They're board licensed. They don't need chat GPT to write a resume for them. They can talk about what their patient acuity is, their patient you know, volumes, um, and that's what's going to sell. Not because chat GPT said, I took care of this many patients in these procedures. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be, it's already there. We're already seeing it in cover letters. We're seeing, you know, BS and... and Do you care as a recruiter if a cover letter was written by AI? Do I read cover letters? <laughs> Okay, let's that's go a, that's, there. A, that's an assumption. <laughs> I don't read cover letters because okay. you know what? You don't need to sell me. Your resume is going to speak volumes to what you've done yeah. and how it's relatable to the position I have. I'm not going to waste time. I mean, we know this. That the average recruiter makes a decision on a candidate in six to 30 seconds. No one's going to read a cover read letter. A cover letter. The yeah. hiring manager will read the cover letter. I'm not going to read a cover yeah. letter. I just want to know why are you relevant to the position and how are you going to make the team better tomorrow than we are today? That's what the resume does. The cover letter is just added fluff to a hiring manager. Yeah. Talking about relevancy, uh, we hear a lot about VR in terms of training, and it sounds like something that uh, big you're, you're on it. So, yeah, so talk about VR, whether it's recruiting, training, upskilling, et cetera. So in, in the diesel industry, VR is definitely used a lot for training on how to find issues in a, in a truck. Mm-hmm. Um, a, you know, a, a technician can put on a set uh, and look through from the outside directly into a small component of an engine and find out how do I either A, diagnose the issue or repair the issue mm-hmm. if I haven't done that procedure already. Um, a lot of the schools, shout out to my, my friends at Western Tech, um, they're doing that right now with their students. Their students actually get trained both in the classroom, yep. hands-on, and VR on how to repair those 18-wheelers that we're seeing delivering our toilet paper to Target. You know, And so it's great for them to see if they can't get hands-on because they may or may not have the equipment on site, how to do it virtually, Yep. So they can know how to navigate to get to the issue. Uh, one, expediting the repair, but then two, doing it in a quality performance that makes the customer happy and gets the product out faster. 
Have you ever had Mountain Dew with a light beer? You know what? I saw some dude on on TikTok or whatever doing Mountain Dew with uh-huh. beer. I, I I don't know. It's, I see some of that crazy mixology stuff. Yeah, and I'm, I all wonder. the kids are doing it. You can be an alcoholic and a diabetic <laughs> in the same in the same activity. I thought that's what uh, Yeg bombs were for. Red Bull and Jägermeister. Speaking of, uh, it's almost closing time at the conference, so we better Beer wrap 30. this up. That is Josh Rock, everybody. May or may not be a porn star <laughs> name. It, it could be. It could be. Uh, I, 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 my radio is where it really took off, but uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll leave that for another Josh story. Josh Rock. Josh, for any of our listeners that want to connect with you or know more about your company, where would you send them? So for me, you can find me on LinkedIn, obviously, easy, Josh Rock, um, easy to find. But uh, Twitter, Josh E. Rock, you may look for the old JRock96, that's the old handle that got hacked. You might find it as Crypto Nerd now, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm still trying to get that back, freaking Elon Musk. But for NUS, you can find us at NUSGRP.com, uh, Mac and Volvo Dealer Group in Minneapolis, um, eight locations, 400 employees. Thanks for sitting down, man. I am Joel Cheeseman of the Chat and Cheese Podcast, broadcasting from the Aaron Booth at Sherm National in Las Vegas. And that is another one in the can. We out. Peace. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey. Or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt. But save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out.